Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Tudor's Dynasty Podcast. Welcome to another five-minute history episode. I'm your host, Rebecca Larson. Today, I'm going to discuss a brief history of New Year's in Tudor times and hopefully clear up any confusion you may have over when and why gift giving was done at this time. And I'll give you some examples of gifts as well. You're listening to the Tudor's Dynasty podcast with Rebecca Larson. People from around the world have been celebrating the new year for at least four millennia. The earliest record of New Year's celebrations goes back 4,000 years to ancient Babylon and is similar to when the Tudors marked the beginning of their calendar year, which was actually the 25th of March. But for Babylonians, it was the spring equinox, when days and nights are equal in daylight and darkness. As time progressed, so did the calendars that people used. The Roman calendar was only 10 months or 304 days long, and their new year also occurred at spring equinox. Over time, the calendar fell out of sync with the patterns of the sun, and in 46 BC, Julius Caesar resolved this issue by consulting astronomers and mathematicians for guidance. It was through this action that the Julian calendar was created. Now, the Julian calendar is what the Tudors lived by. And as part of the Julian calendar, Caesar made January 1st the first day of the year. It is said to honor Janus, the Roman god of beginnings. The Romans honored or celebrated Janus by exchanging gifts with one another, decorating their homes, having great parties, and also sacrifices. Now the Tudors, as we discussed in our Christmas with the Tudors episode, did not exchange gifts on Christmas Day like we do today, but on New Year's Day, January 1st. Now let's not forget as well that the 1st of January also fell on the 8th day of the Tudors' 12 days of Christmas celebrations. And after four weeks of fasting, they were ready to eat well and party. A ceremony would be held on the 1st of January where courtiers lined up for their turn to give their sovereign gifts. I went looking for some examples of gifts that were given to the king and came across an interesting piece by friend of the show, Tracy Borman. Now, Tracy says, at the court of Henry VIII, gift-giving was a competition to see who could impress the king the most. Of course, you had to be a Tudor power player to even be eligible for this contest, and by doing so, you'd gain yourself increased favor with the king. Borman mentions that one of the most extravagant gifts Henry received 
was a gold cup from Cardinal Woolsey worth 100 pounds, or about $60,000 today. She also mentioned that the king received less extravagant gifts, like dog collars, and also six cheeses from Suffolk. I don't know about you, but I love cheese, so that may have been my favorite gift of the year. The court of Henry VIII clearly knew how to have a good time and how to get into trouble. So giving Henry VIII one of the best gifts of the year was a surefire way to gain any lost favor or hold you in the king's good graces. Thank you so much for joining me for another 5-Minute History episode. I hope you enjoyed today's topic and tune in again next week for a fantastic interview about the most well-known Tudor artist, Hans Holbein. As an indie podcaster, I rely on listeners like you to help spread the word about this show. You can do so by sharing episodes on your social media. You can like and follow us wherever we are. You can subscribe to the show on whatever your podcast platform is as well. Whatever you can do to help support, maybe even leave a review somewhere, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you might listen. All of this helps get Tudor's Dynasty in front of other people who are also interested in the topic. Now, if you're looking for early access and maybe commercial-free episodes, head on over to Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Tudor's Dynasty and sign up as a patron. Thank you so much for so many years of support, and I look forward to celebrating seven years of the show with you in February. I'm Rebecca Larson. Happy holidays. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Tudor's Dynasty podcast. You can follow and support the Tudor's Dynasty podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Patreon at Tudor's Dynasty.